0: This book is my all sufficient guide for faith and conduct. Convinced living water changes everything one life at a time. Amen. And now before we get started, would you please watch this. It's time I'm It's time I'm going to kick that football clear to the moon. Yes, uh, I am excited that Denver is in the Super Bowl, if you can't tell. (laughs) But as excited as I am about that, I am not talking about praying for your favorite team. I want to talk to you about prayer that makes an eternal difference. I want to talk to you about something Uh, that is far more significant than a Super Bowl. Because, see, no matter how wound up we get about a Super Bowl, even this one being the 50th, do you know that a Super Bowl will come and go, and years from now, very few will ever even remember who it was? Why? Because it doesn't matter. Really, in the big scheme of things, it's just a game. And with the Lord, it's not a game. And with the things of God, they are significant. And so as we get ready to talk about prayer this morning, I want to just say, when was the last time that, because I know looking at my own life, that I have gone... To a day, maybe waking up, being late, rushing out the door without ever saying a prayer. When was the last time I had something during the day that came up unexpectedly where I didn't take even a moment, 20 seconds to focus and say, Lord, I need your help. God, I need to reach out. Will you, will you touch this circumstance right now? How many times have I run into an event in my life where I have run right over without God only to find out that trying to, to tackle an event without praying is like Lucy teeing up the football every time? And as funny as it is, how many times do we do it? As as much as we laugh and we see that, and we all knew what was going to happen. As soon as we saw Charlie Brown, as soon as we saw him getting ready to kick the ball, we've all seen it where Lucy says, this time I promise. And when he gets ready to kick the ball, whoop. And isn't it just like us? We have these events, these moments, and yet if we're not careful, we just go right through and we say, wow, why didn't I take time to pray? Why didn't I take time to call on the Lord? Why didn't I take just a moment? Why didn't I take some some time out of what was happening in my life and call on the name of the Lord? Today I want us to turn in our Bibles... To a very significant passage of scripture. Found in Luke's gospel chapter 6. It is only one verse. And yet it is so significant. I want to give some background. To this verse. Before we read it. As you look at it there on the screen. Before we read it. Let me just give you some, some background. And preface this scripture. It is here that. Jesus, after doing a miracle, is getting ready to choose his apostles, his twelve. Now, as we look through the scripture, sometimes it's easy for us to think that Jesus just had a few disciples and he called the apostles. But if you look at the scripture and really study it, you find out Jesus had a multitude of disciples. And it was these 12 then that he specifically got ready to call out as apostles. This was significant. And as Jesus gets ready to make the decision that he's making, he does something very significant. And as we have been emphasizing prayer, I think it's good that we focus on this today. And it was at this time that he went off to the mountain to pray. And he spent the whole night in prayer to God. He spent the whole night in prayer to God. How significant is it that if we're ever going to move the football of our life forward... That we understand, without prayer, it is impossible. If we really try to do it, thinking that we just have done enough good things, thinking that we just have uh, enough favor that we don't need to seek the Lord, we become uh, into the sin of presumption. That's a dangerous place to be. Now, truly, I understand that all of us have different events in our lives, whether it's waking up for the day, whether it's maybe planning a marriage, whether it's maybe a career decision, maybe it's uh, dealing something in your family or children. We have decisions and events that are happening in our life Some demand moments of prayer, maybe for a focused moment. Others need more significant time. The point is, if the football of our spiritual life is going to move forward, it will not move forward without prayer. Prayer is communicating and talking with the Lord and calling on his name. And you look in the scripture and every time this is how God works. He has chosen the avenue of prayer for his hand to move. And yet how many times have we faced a day, an event, a moment and just blundered through it never thinking to call on the name of the Lord. So in this small scripture, Luke chapter 6, verse 12, we see some important things as Jesus gets ready. And the first thing we see is Jesus made a decision. It was a sure, sure thing. It was before the event occurred. He decided that he was going to go to his father. He wasn't going to count on his own strength. He wasn't going to count, and this is significant, because he was the son of God. We need to realize that. But he also was fully human, the scripture says. So although he was fully God, he was fully human, and therefore he entrusted himself to his Father. And it is here that our decisions must mirror the decision of Jesus. Where we don't just blunder through, but we truly make a decision before starting that at this time we go off like Jesus. Now, when I say go off, it doesn't mean do something destructive or do something uh, uh, violent. Sometimes when we hear the word go off, it means that you even verbally maybe uh, assault somebody. That's not the going off we're talking about. When it says Jesus went off, It meant that he made the decision that it was time that he get alone. He made a decision of who he was going to trust. That's what really the decision was. When Jesus came to this time, he made the decision I can't just make this on my own. I need to call on the name of the Lord. And this is very important and significant as we move the spiritual football of our life forward. Let me bring this scripture to your attention. Psalm 27, Psalm 20 verse 7 says this, Some boast in chariots and some in horses, but we will boast in the name of the Lord our God. This is significant because this is the going off Jesus was talking about. He was talking about trust. And as we look at this term chariots, let's just focus on this for a moment. Chariots in the time of Jesus represented the best of what technology was. And may I tell you that Jesus, even at the moment where the best thing was chariots he didn't put his trust there may i say as in as wonderful as the lord has allowed the tools for us to have uh, all of the wonderful technology that if you put your trust there you will fail we cannot put our trust in technology and all the fancy thing of being able to do it it won't work Then you look at this one. Some trust in horses. Now, horses represent the just brute strength of getting it done. It represents truly the best of our flesh and our power and our oomph and pushing. But may I tell you that your and my power will never move our spiritual football one inch the ball will remain exactly where it is unless we call on the name of the Lord our God. So, let's look at this scripture. Jeremiah 17.5 says this, Thus says the Lord, and if you follow me on Facebook, you know this was one of our scriptures last week, Cursed is the man who trusts in mankind and makes flesh his strength and whose heart turns away from the Lord. Now you say, "Why? Well, I, I don't turn away from the Lord. But understand, in that moment, in that decision, when we have an opportunity to say, Lord, I'm trusting you, that is a decision whether we are turning to him or our own strength. That is the moment of decision. Now, I understand. I want you to know I've been there myself. I get to where I say, Lord, I'm just on autopilot. Sometimes I get discouraged because I think, Lord, I feel sometimes like I'm not out of grade school yet. Things I should very significantly so automatically turn to you. And yet at the moment it happens, how often I just go to the the arm of my flesh. God forgive me that at those moments, and I'm talking about, okay, you're in a moment of, I always use traffic because traffic's my problem, okay? (laughs) I understand that. It may not be yours. But traffic bothers me (laughs) because I see things that if I could just micromanage everybody, it would be fine. (laughs) And so I see times, and at that moment is where I need to say, Lord, this is in your hands. Lord, I call on your name. You know my schedule. You know what's happening. Lord, I'm not going to trust in the arm of my flesh. Sometimes, again, it's just that short. It could be a 15-second prayer. What does it mean? It means your focus is a decision to trust Him, not your flesh. Jesus made the decision that He was going to put His focus and trust in the Lord. And speaking of that next word, the next thing that Jesus shows us is focus. He went off and went to the mountain. Now, the mountain is significant not so much in the fact that it's a place, although it is. But it's the focus that made it important. See, and focus is something you can do whether it be 10 seconds or whether it be 10 hours. It means that at that moment, everything around you stops and you're focused. And that's what Jesus did at this point. He said, okay, I'm needing some time of specific focus. Now, I understand that in our days and in our our lives, there are different significant uh, things that happen where we have a moment or we have longer and some of those decisions that we make will require us to pray and focus for a moment or for longer but the point is is Jesus was locked in at the mountain And if we don't take time to focus, you notice how in this picture that everything comes into focus and the background kind of fades. We need to have moments like that in our life with Jesus in prayer. Whether it be those moments of 15 seconds or whether it be those moments of hours that we are locked in and it's just Jesus in us, the Father in us. Amen? Amen. Jesus showed all throughout his life that that was what he was doing. In fact, there are incredible examples of the habit of Jesus going to either a mountain, a lonely place, the wilderness. He broke away and said, I need to be focused. You know, we're getting ready again as the, the Super Bowl is here. These teams have been focusing on this event. They're, they're all, and yet, how much more significantly we need to focus on spiritual things? How much more we need to, and we, we just saw an incredible, powerful, gripping movie. If you didn't see War Room, you need to. How gripping it was about the power of prayer and how the hand of God is moved through prayer, the avenue of prayer. But Jesus went to the mountain alone, Matthew 14, 23. This is important because there's times where it just needs to be you and the Lord. Just you're locked in, you're focused And there are times where, yes, it's great. We've we've had moments of corporate prayer. But then there are times and places where it just needs to be you and Jesus. If we don't get those times, we start to focus on all of the problems instead of the one who has the answer. We get so focused on all the other things that we forget that if we truly will entrust ourselves not meaning that we get to go out and do whatever and Jesus will just uh, change and make everything uh, fine for us. We need to be following after the Lord. But when you are and when you reach one of those moments in life where there is a trial, a trouble, some sort of a thing that comes up, are you going to take that time to say, I need to focus for a moment with Jesus? I just need... A moment I need a day. I know we're in one of those moments in our house as we prepare for Samantha, as she gets ready to, to launch out into moving ahead and pursuing what God has called her to do. I, I am finding an urgency in my spirit to pray. Why? Because this is a significant event. It's happened with every one of our children. Jill and I have noticed that as the time grows close, we begin saying, God, we've got to press in more. This is a moment where we need to be on our knees focused. Amen? And if we're ever going to see, if we're ever going to see that spiritual significance we you know we're talking we're, we're making the point of it being a football but guys nothing happens on the field of our spiritual lives with moving forward without time with Jesus prayer and focus you know we're, we're all on God's field and if we're going to really see progress it means we're going to have to have those moments. We're going to have to make a decision who we're trusting, and we're going to have to have focus. Now, we actually heard in the uh, message the Lord gave us that if you're not careful, the world will try to distract you. We we heard that in in the, the Holy Spirit ministering to us today. How easy that has happened in my own life? How easy is it? I can't be the only one here. I mean, there are moments where I just get focused in on the world. (laughs) Ice cream. (laughs) Yeah, boy, I do like ice cream. (laughs) It can be a distraction. (laughs) But... Things that distract us from the important thing of spiritually being on the field for God. And if we're not careful, those significant eternal things of our family, our, our friends that need Jesus, all of those important eternal things will get crowded out because we have the wrong focus. Focus is vital. It really is. Again, whether we are taking a moment or whether we're taking a day, focus matters. That brings us to our last one in this passage of Scripture. Jesus not only had incredible focus, Jesus took the time necessary you know the scripture says redeem the time for the days are evil and if you don't watch you'll just have days slip away from you and all of a sudden you'll say wow what happened I mean you know we've kind of talked it even about it uh, somewhat jokingly but serious as a staff that, you know, we get at Christmas and we blink, and it's Easter. If we're not careful, we will let the days steal time away from us. Time is significant because God has allowed it to be a measure for us. Now, we understand God's outside of time, but we have been gifted with time. for for production and for rest. And may I tell you that every one of us gets the same amount, 24 golden hours to fill. And really what we do with those hours is significant. If we get out of balance in those, it can mean incredible spiritual detriment for the kingdom of God. God knows we all need to provide for our families. But if we are so driven and focused on making and earning another buck, we could lose for eternity. I know and I understand the significance of even having two parents having to work. But family is more important and God is... At the top of the list, not money. And so we have to be careful because if we don't uh, redeem the time of those 24 hours, a day has gone past and once that day slips, there's nothing you can do to get it back. I'm not trying to embarrass my, my daughter this morning, but I had a wonderful breakfast time with her Saturday. I just realized in the last couple of months, I mean, she's, we're, pr- we're proud of the fact she's got a job, she's doing well, she's uh, going to Clark, but sometimes life gets busy. And I, I just looked over at Jill and I said, I need some time. I need time with my daughter. I, I, haven't, I haven't really connected. And it was a great breakfast by the way, yes, it was at IHOP. <laughs> That's something we both have in common. <laughs> and so it was a great time for us. But in spite, of just not just the food, it was time just talking to one another. Some of it was significant, talking about events. Some of it was just talking. Yeah. But time. And my point is, if we don't take advantage of, of, of that time with God time with those things that matter, the days will slip away and they're gone. And once they're gone, there's no going back. Now let me encourage you, when you look at that, you may be in a spot where you say, oh, you're right, I might as well forget it. I've lost too much of it already. No. Don't let the enemy trick you with that. You say, well, what do you mean, Pastor Brian? I've seen those who have lost many years, who when they come and they say, God, I've lost so many years, not anymore. And they call on the name of the Lord. I've seen, whether it be maybe time you should have spent with family or time, career, whatever it being, those that call on the name of the Lord, God will hear you. And I have seen the hand of God and the Holy Spirit do more in three seconds of life than you've done in 30 years. So don't let the enemy say it's too late for you. It's never too late. To call on the name of the Lord. It's never insignificant. Maybe you're here and you're looking back. And yes, there are times where we look back and we say, Lord, I have moments of regret. I have moments where I say, God, I could have, or I should have, or if I would have. All of that can be a trick of our flesh and the enemy. Because remember, all of my effort won't do anything anyway. What God wants is my belief and my trust. And when I put that in Him, if you're here and you want to see your years redeemed, there's nobody who can restore what the locusts have eaten like God. He's a restorer. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. And if you're on the the one yard line and you need to score a touchdown and it's fourth quarter, fourth down with a second left on the clock, God knows how to get a touchdown. (laughs) There's always hope with the Lord. So time, time is an important thing. But more importantly than that is where the time is spent. Time with God changes everything. And Jesus went, and it says in this point, he went for the entire night. You know, there are others in the Scripture that have also spent uh, a significant amount of time with God. And this is where I'm talking about, you know, when you get up in the morning, I understand all of us are busy. I have tried to make it a habit. Even if it's just, sometimes I, I, I stop in the car and I say, Lord, I just got distracted this morning, but I've started the car. And I'm now getting ready to start my day. And if I don't call on your name, I'm a fool. I call on your name. Even if it's a moment, focus for that 10 seconds, focus. What I have found in my own life is this. If I will start giving faithfully God 10 seconds a day, He'll grow it to three minutes, to five minutes. He'll grow it. Sometimes we get distracted because we say, well, I don't have 10 minutes, so I'm going to pray that happens sometime. Just take 10 seconds. Take the moment that you get in your car where you say, Lord, I'm starting my day, and if I don't have you, if you don't direct me, Holy Spirit, I'm yours. That's focus. Now here... We have people that spent time with God all night. Jacob, in Genesis thirty-two twenty-four, he wrestled with God all night. And it changed him forever. I, I tell you, there are going to be moments in your life where, where a few seconds or a few uh, minutes are not enough. There are moments in your life where you will have to say, I need to get away to the mountain, to the wilderness. I need to get away for a good significant amount of time of prayer. And if we will do this, if we will have time where we make a decision, where we say, God, I'm going to focus And we say, Lord, I am going to take the time. We will move that football to a touchdown spiritually. Now, touchdowns are great. And and spiritually speaking, raising the score of your spiritual life is awesome. But I'm telling you guys, there's coming a time... We're not talking about a Super Bowl. We're talking about being around the table with Jesus. And that is something you need to be at. And I'm telling you, when your, when your decision and your focus and your time is with the Lord, there's coming a moment where God's going to say, Game's over. And guess what? We win. Amen. We win. If the Lord calls you home like mom, Bev, she wins. Hallelujah. If we who are remaining here and he calls us to meet him in the air, we win. We win. Hallelujah. We win, church. Praise the Lord. I heard the Spirit speak to us this morning. That, yes, we're going to have trouble, but praise the Lord, with Him we win. This is all to say that if we're ever going to have in our spiritual life a, a, a game, a, a time where we can say, Lord, I see your hand. I see that you have done Incredible, mighty, powerful things. It will not happen without prayer. Before the kickoff. Now, can we? Can you pray after something? Certainly, I've done that. I've had moments where I've fallen flat on my face. Again, we all saw the the, the football. And I'm telling you, I relate to Charlie Brown so much because every time I get up there and I say, this time I'm going to kick it so hard. And then afterwards I say, here I am again, Lord. I got so carried away, I got so focused, I ran off, never even batted an eye about calling on your name. And I'm on my back. But you know what? I have learned that God's grace is amazing for me. And God's grace is amazing for you. The word of God says he will not cast out or he will not uh, uh, smolder a, a smoldering wick. In other words, when you're in trouble, God just doesn't count you out. God encourages you. He who gave his own son, it says in Romans chapter 8, how will he not also along with his son graciously give you all things? God is for you. So if you've had one of those moments where you haven't prayed before kickoff, be encouraged. Grace. God gives you grace. Grace. But he gives you grace so that when the next game of your life and that moment comes, you'll have an opportunity to pray before the kickoff. Bow your head with me.